Greetings and welcome to this episode of The Profit in the Nonprofit, where you would discover what it takes to start, build, and fund your nonprofit. I am your host, Sandra Cheney, and today I have an amazing guest with me, Narissa Street, and in a few minutes, I'm going to allow her to tell us who she is and what she does, but today Today, we're going to be talking about the art of nonprofit storytelling, because it is important to understand your story, but how to tell the story, because this is how you attract donors. And even for me as the federal grant reviewer, when I'm reviewing uh, grant applications, I'm looking for a story, even in the questioning, um, there's a way uh, to be able to tell your story that could yield you your end result, which is funding. So, Narissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about who you are before we get into before we delve into the questioning of storytelling. Sure. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks again, uh, as I said, for having me. I am a multi-award winning arts educator uh, with 20 years of experience working with community-based nonprofits and municipal agencies. I have over 15,000 hours of public speaking experience. And I am the founder of an organization called blackwomenpodcasting.com, which is a directory of black women speaking and using their expertise from across the globe. Um, We're really excited to be able to leverage all kinds of storytelling in a way that allows uh, previously unheard wisdom and voices to reach a very hungry marketplace. Wow, I love it. You know, I can even tell when I, because I've visited some of your podcasts or some of your things on YouTube and you can see the like when you say art, I can see it. I can sense it. Like it, it just comes across oh. uh, the whole storytelling and everything. It really does come across in what you do. So you embody that. That's wow. what I see. Yeah, I can see the embodiment of it. Um, and so to me, that is amazing. So I am really honored to have you on this show because storytelling is important, period. In business, especially, but it's just really, I think, so important whether you are a writer, if you are a business owner, including nonprofits, because you are a business, it is important that people hear your story in a way that can connect them to your cause and maybe want to um, volunteer, support in any kind of way. So let's just talk about storytelling and what it is. Uh, first of all, and, and how does it help a nonprofit or anybody in business? Wow. So <laughs> the, the great uh, job of, of, of someone to define a story uh, is, is really, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big thing that you've put on me, but I will do my <laughs> best. Okay. Oh, I know so, you can do it. <laughs> I, yeah. So, um, well, here's the thing. The word story, and I always like to go with with actual definitions. So the word Mm -hmm. word story actually comes from a word about history, right? And it's a word talking about the 
telling of the history of specifically architecture, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think about something like that, and I'm, I'm going to wrap it into what, what it is that we're talking about. When I think about that, the fact that back in um, the times that the word was created, that they thought that it was necessary for people walking into a building to understand the history upon which the building and the, in, the, the institution stands. I think thinking about that, right, tells you just how important a story is. It is the foundation upon which architecture, the structure, the infrastructure of an institution is built, right? Mm -hmm. So if you you start from there. That's powerful. (laughs) Right? If you start from there, understanding that your story is the spine of your institution, it allows you to know that it is that important. It's not just a gimmick. It's not just something that you create to draw an audience in. It's not something that you do to be to go viral. It is the thing that is driving the work that you do. And if you're building an infrastructure, if you're building architecture, you plan for this thing that you're building to be around and sustained for a long time. So this story has to be strong and solid. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yes. I'm just sitting here as you're talking. And as you know, as I said to my listening audience, I am, I mean, I'm a nonprofit consultant, but I'm also a grant uh, uh, reviewer. And as you're talking, (laughs) I'm like visualizing a grant application (laughs) and the architect of how that application is written. Oh, I So I've I've done some uh, I've done some panels myself and I've helped people write grants and I tell you, um, getting them to understand that that the narrative, right, which is of course another word for story. Um, how many times I'll bet you? I mean, we could you know we're not going to name any names. You know, we're going to let 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 that those dogs lie, right? But yes, how many times have you had to talk your founder? through letting go of the wrong story. Oh my goodness. Well, right. first of all, before before even letting go of the wrong <laughs> story, how about letting go of the founder syndrome? Ooh, wait, wait, I didn't know we were gonna go that deep so quickly, but, but, but it's all but, right, I mean, we but, can go there. <laughs> no, I mean, because, because really it is a part of the story. Right, it is, it is, it is, it absolutely I mean, is. I literally had to just yes. this week talk to somebody about that yeah and 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 it's um and and so i mean if we're going there with story i mean it will we'll wrap yes. everything right around story so the 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 thing that i talk to uh my 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 people about my clients about is why you hold your clients so weak right and so that's the story that you're telling about the people that you serve Why are you holding the people that you serve in this kind of weak place? And then what kind of relationship does that mean for you? So are we already building our story around the fact that I have to save this person from whatever situation that they're in? 
um, in order to justify the work that you're, they're doing. Because of course, saviors become martyrs. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. So, so when we're talking about founder syndrome, and for those who are listening, I, you know, I think your audience is pretty savvy. But just in case, you know, founder syndrome mm-hmm. is really um, the founder of an organization or of a cause feeling that the work that they're doing cannot be done without them so intricately involved in it, right? And and so when you do that, you hobble your organization. So, So what kind of stories are you telling about the work that you're doing? So as a, as a, um, as a, an example, I have a project that is my, my, my heart right now and it's called Juneteenth for joy. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, Juneteenth is the celebration of the true emancipation of, of, of all black people, um, in the United States when, when the, the army stormed Texas and forced the slave owners to release the last ones. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the conversations we have about that is joy being an essential part of your freedom and your liberty and joy being an essential part of the work that you're doing in the world. And so, so many founders are telling the story that the work um, has no space for joy which is why they burn out, which is why there is founder syndrome, um, because they're, 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 they're putting themselves in such a place that they are not making the space for joy. So what kind of stories are you telling about the work that you do? Right. That you can't free yourself, like, like that the, the work that you do is so huge um, that it has no space for your joy. That doesn't make any sense, right? Well, and that, that and, t- and, and, and part of that too is that they don't realize that they don't own the Come nonprofit. On. Come on. <laughs> and that's part of the syndrome. Yeah. And that's why they don't want to let it go and why they're so intricately um, so connected and won't release control to allow others you know, to assist, to help, to bring ideas, (laughs) you know, that can help them be successful. And that's part of the challenge with why, you know, when when I'm reading, you know, grant applications or things like Mm -hmm. that, sometimes you can see that even in the writing Yep. uh, that, (laughs) you know, that they didn't allow any space or any room for somebody else to help them serve the public in a way that does um, allow joy, that does allow peace, that does allow celebrating because the outcome of this is you want to impact the lives and see people empowered and whatever that service is you're providing. (laughs) So yes, that's part of the issue. (laughs) Let's talk about space, as you said, right? And so that's part of a story. A really good story has space for its audience. Right. Yes. And so going back into the storytelling around nonprofit, a good story has space for its audience. A good story doesn't think that its audience is stupid. Right. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, there are spaces where the audience can fill in the gap. 
And so with nonprofit storytelling, the space that you're making is for your funders. The space Mm. that you're making is for your (laughs) volunteers. The space that you're making also is for the impact. There shouldn't Mm -hmm. be such a, a horrible story that you're telling as a nonprofit funder, that there is no space for improvement. Like it it can't be so horrifying of a cause that there is no, there's no hope, you know? And so I see a lot of storytelling happening in, in causes and social justice and education and health where, where the statistics are so horrifying that how does anyone who may have $5 and, and a heart to change the world, they're not going to give you their five dollars because they don't know the story that you spun has like has no space for improvement. You know, so right. I, I appreciate you know the the thought about what you're seeing as 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 a grant consultant that mm. that people are not writing the space. So I want to encourage your listeners um, to make sure that there is the story that you're telling. That the the audience, whoever the audience is, whether it's a funder, you, and so you're you're telling it, um, service organization to foundation or service organization to funder or corporation, mm-hmm. that there is the space where that audience can see itself contributing to something possible, right? And so your your story, another part of your story is that it, we should be able to see a happy ending. Right. Correct. From well, your so, story. <laughs> so before, so, so before we even delve into that, that that's true. Yeah. Before we delve into that, one of the things, one of the questions I have is yeah. why are nonprofits in the business of storytelling? And I've asked that question because every founder, you know, every board, whomever, mm-hmm. they think that they're in the business of service. And yes, you are. You are here to impact your community, but you can't do that without funds. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> you, right. you can't do, I mean, you, you, you can, but mm-hmm. you're going to run yourself ragged. So I asked the question about the business of storytelling because it really, it, it is a business. It, it, your heart is in it. I always tell people that I am a uh, uh, spiritpreneur, that I'm heart centered. So everything I do is from a heart centered place. That's yeah. how I run my business. But it's still a business and I still have to tell my story. Right. So, and, yeah, go ahead. So the the big part about that, OK, so why are they in the business of storytelling? Um, I like to to help people around this uh, because I'm also, as I said in the beginning, an, an educator. Right. And what you're really in the business of as a nonprofit, a major part of your business is education. Right. So you are Mm. educating the people who you want to serve why your solution and why your service will work to impact their lives in a beneficial way. You're educating your funder why your service is worthy of the investment and that you can create measurable impact. And so effective educators are first effective storytellers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of linking the information to something that leverages the imagination. Right. Okay. And that's something that I um, I'm a a public speaking teacher. 
Uh, and and I, so one of the, the portions of my class, I talk about how do you link information to leverage imagination, right? If you are mm-hmm. not doing that, right? If the data that you're creating, like you can't just drop some statistics in, 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 in front of a funder, right? Why not, Larissa? Why not? <laughs> right. So you have to make it make sense. Right? Yes. And so all of that is a story, but the story has to be not just a fluffy story, not just a heart pulling story, but it has to be something that really connects the dots. Right. Mm. So when you are doing that, you are you need to consider yourself. And if it helps the funder, whichever funder needs to hear this, if it helps you to think of yourself more as a teacher than a storyteller, then let me let me release you. okay? and 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 know that stories are just one of the many tools of teachers. And if you plan to serve somebody. And you want their investment, whether it's investment as a, a volunteer or investment as a funder, you need to be able to ignite them so that they will, they'll invest in you. Because to be very frank, investment of funding is not an intellectual decision. It's an no. emotional one, right? <laughs> and yes. so it's an emotional decision. If it's an emotional decision, then right? You, you do what you can to engage the emotions. Stories are one of the most powerful ways to engage emotion. Okay. We, we've, we've got to just own that. And, and you can tell stories like you, you can do it. Um, yes. you know, I, I'm sure that Sandra is, is, you know, as a strategist, I'm sure you're, you're helping your, uh, the folks who are writing your, the, the grants, I'm sure you're helping them figure out their stories just as I'm, you know, helping mm-hmm. people when, when they stand up in front of people, yes. <laughs> tell a story. you know, yes. but, but we can, we can do it. You've, you've got to re- be really clear that your work that you're doing, your service is mm-hmm. worthy of you learning the things you need to learn. We're going to take a commercial break because sure. I know you can really get deep on the people. Mm. So let's, right. let's, let's take a commercial break and we will be right back. Sure. Absolutely. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Profits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Are you looking 
looking to start a nonprofit and don't know where to begin, or are you a nonprofit owner who's looking for funding? Greetings. I am Sandra Cheney, and I have over 20 years of experience helping nonprofits either find funding or helping you to create your nonprofit. Schedule a free 25-minute consultation with me, Sandra Cheney, a nonprofit consultant and funding strategist. You may contact me at www.sandracheney.com. Click on Coaching and you'll see Nonprofit Strategist. I look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, guys, welcome back to the Profit in the Nonprofits, where I am your host, Sandra Cheney, and we're talking about the art of nonprofit storytelling with Narissa Street. And before we went to commercial break, she was getting ready to go deep on us, y'all. She was about to tell another part of the founder syndrome. So please, because that is that's the founder syndrome for me is a deep-seated root yeah. that is sometimes so hard to like. It's like bumping your head against the wall. <laughs> Some, and that's just my truth with, with, yeah. with trying to help founders understand um, the, the, how that syndrome is so deep within them uh, with this nonprofit because eventually you're going to have to let it, not so much let your nonprofit go, but you're going to have to release the control. You're going to have to um, allow others to come in. You're going to have to allow your board to give right. you some guidance. You're gonna have to allow other things to take place in order to be successful, so please. Yeah, so so my um, relationship with founder syndrome comes because I was on uh, a nonprofit board. So I've been on, on two or three nonprofit boards and one of the ones that had my deepest um, heart-based commitment um, was the one where the founder really had um, a really, really, um, I just don't even know what to say, but yes, it's just a lot of founder syndrome. And so I watched her um, and she was one of my mentors as well. And um, I watched her uh, get ill and uh, pass away. Right. So I have a very deep connection to uh, the, the bad side of founder syndrome. And one of the things that I will, that I took away mm. from, from her journey and, and myself as well, because I, I have a cause that I'm also very passionate about, is that a lot of the reason why we start organizations is because there is a pain that we have that yes. we haven't been able to heal ourselves, right? And so when we start these organizations, we really need to look deeply within to see if there is some sort of healing that we need to do outside of the service. A lot of times we step into service because helping other people is easier than healing ourselves, right? I would agree and, 100 with that. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so the thing is, is that if you find yourself gripping too tightly to your nonprofit, you have to really look at your, your 
your intentions. Are you planning to just go on and have this nonprofit and the, the impact of this nonprofit stay the same for the next 30 years? If that's the case, then you're not really serving the people of your community. Your nonprofit should absolutely be growing past where you currently are. Your nonprofit should grow you right? Mm -hmm. And if it's growing you, then it means it's serving the community because you want the community to be thriving, right? Exactly. I think, yeah, I think the thing that we really need to talk about with, with founder syndrome, um, and it's something that I, I have a personal workshop that I'm, I'm developing around that. And it's not, it's not, it's not specific to founder syndrome, but Mm -hmm. specific to, um, wanting to be a savior, Right. And it shows up not just in nonprofit, it shows up in the work that I do and the work that other people do as well. We've got to be very clear that that's a story. So going back to the reason that you wanted me here, that is all a story. What are you telling yourself about the people you serve? What are you telling yourself about yourself? Is there something that is so wounded in you? that it's easier for you to work on this other work, this never ending work. Because think of the story you're telling. My cause is never ending and I Mm -hmm. have to give it my 120% and I will have nothing left over for myself. And that's okay. I I don't serve a God that's like that. I I serve a God that, that, it has room for joy. I hope you're okay with me deeping, you know, oh, yes. into spiritual stuff here. But I see yes. a God that is is that created me and you for joy, right? Uh-huh. Joy even in serving these big, tremendous causes. Education in the United States is a monster cause, but I also know that education, right where I am, right where uh-huh. I am is solvable right where I am, right? And so right. If, we're, if we're clear, if we're telling our story as a founder that says, this is solvable right where I am, and as an entrepreneur, which means I have an exit strategy, right? right. These are all stories. We have an exit strategy when we've made this kind of impact, when we know that this has happened, when enough stakeholders have have grasped the mission with us and have taken this on with us, I'm moving on to the next thing because I tell you what, this is a big expansive world. The moment that we solve this one issue in education, two more will pop up. You'll have other work to do, but it's just up to you to determine, is that my work to do or Am I able to move on to something else? Oh my well, let me goodness. Just, let, me, let me just interrupt you for a minute because sure. you said a mouthful and you said, you know, so much. And I, I want to bring it back to um, sure. at, at the end, you know, at the end of the day for a lot of people, it, it is around the storytelling because the end result is always donors, always funding right. and always, you know, those things. And you mentioned right. having an exit strategy. Well, right. a donor and a funder is also looking for that in the application. <laughs> when right. you, I mean, literally and an and exit strategy for sometimes for a, uh, a grant application looks like outcomes. Right. Looks like, you know, so you've weaved this story, you shared your program, 
you know, in this application, you told us what you want to do and why you're doing it and how you're going to do it. Right. Great. What can we expect on the, uh, what, what can we expect on the other? Cause the story does have an ending, right? It, 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 it really does have an ending, even if it's one project yes. at a time, but it also has an, <laughs> it has an ending. It has a happy ending, like a happy ending. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it has a happy yes. ending girl. Exactly. It has a happy ending. And the thing is, is that a lot of times, and I know you've seen this a lot of times people tell the story and they're asking people to donate to whatever it is or invest their time as volunteers because storytelling is not just to funders, but it's also to the volunteers and to even the staff. What kind of story are you telling your staff? Right. That they're not going to burn out with you. Right. Right. And so right. too many times they're telling this story again. It's this never ending cause and right. there is no happy ending. So, you know, maybe that's okay for you, but you've got to understand that if you expect that this is actually going to, like, what kind of benefit are you serving people if you don't have a positive vision for the work mm -hmm. that you do? So it, it is, it is a thing. I tell you, um, <laughs> I am, I'm grateful that, you know, there is this podcast here um, uh, run by the illustrious Sandra, who... <laughs> Well, thank telling you. <laughs> telling the founders that there's 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 possibility for joy in the work and that they need to tell the right story. And yes, they absolutely need to have an exit strategy. So so yeah. let's so let's so let's actually give them just I mean, uh, just a few elements of what goes into a story not a whole lot because we can't cover a lot but yeah. just a few things to get them started on what does my story because you know I, okay you know how people mm -hmm. say well tell me your story or or you, and, and they go on and mm -hmm. on and mm -hmm. on to the point where mm -hmm. you're just like I'm lost now you nope. had me in the beginning and then you just veered off somewhere to the left and now I'm no longer interested so, um, yes. so some key things in, in effective storytelling, um, and it's great because I teach this five days a week, <laughs> the key <laughs> things in effective storytelling is, uh, number one, a very clearly defined audience, right? So the story that you tell your volunteers is not the same that you tell your staff, it's not the same that you tell your funders, it's just not. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be very clear about those three audiences. Right. And then the story that you tell the general public. Right. Oh, yes. Is a different story than the story that you tell the specific clients that you serve. Right. So those are mm -hmm. five different stories. And wow. what we need to be very clear about is how the body, I think is the best way to say it. The body of the story changes, right? Mm -hmm. The body of the story is going to become a little bit more robust and have a little bit more jargon to your staff, but mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit more um, business oriented for your funders. And mm -hmm. the jargon for your volunteers is going to be a lot more story centered. And, mm -hmm. and heart centered, right? Because mm -hmm. they
they yeah. are giving you their energy and their time. And a lot of times I was a, I was a really good volunteer. Not only would I give you my time, I would give you my talent, but I'd give you my money too. <laughs> right. So <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. That's again, three boards. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And so um, three boards and an advisory board. Right. Yes. And so so that's what I'm coming from. I if I'm if I'm there, I'm there 100 percent. So the story has to be be good. And and the story needs to be educational. Right. So, again, number one, target audience. You need to be clear mm-hmm. about the target audience. And of course, there's we, we can't go into all of it, but there's there's a lot right. of ways to um, to target your audience effectively. The second thing is goal. Uh right what's the goal of your story right so Uh the goal of the story is not the same and that's why it's essential for you to define your target audience (laughs) so Uh the goal of your story is not the same and then um the last thing really is, and this is something that I do a lot of developing with, as, as, as you know, I, I run a platform for podcasters, but yes. um, the, the format of your story, right? Yes. So depending on where your story is going to be delivered, it has, a com- it has completely different formats and there are ways that you can communicate differently. Um, the same message across different platforms um, and it still can be effective. So with those two yes. things, that I think is, 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 is what you, you have the space for in, in your particular format. But those three things, just think about target audience, goal and format. Um, and those are some really gr- good starting points from there. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that because again, you know, I'm still coming from, I'm, I, now I have, like I said, my grant review I had on. And mm-hmm. when I think about that, we, you know, one of the first questions they do ask is about your target audience. When, right. when, when they're asking, you know, they're asking about the target, the objective, the needs, right. you know, right. then they're going to, you know, your programs, your goals and objectives. I mean, this is literally... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what they are asking, you know, and, 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 and I mean, it's more questioning than that, but basically, I mean, you gave an outline of how, if you were to write a grant, if you will, or if you were to write a letter um, to, cause some funders require that you first um, right. ask um, the, the, that you write a letter. Thank you. Letter <laughs> yeah. of interest. Exactly. A letter of interest. Yeah. LOI. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, so technically, what you're saying is that this is really how you, how you have to either write it or speak it, but it is different for every single audience. It's not, it's not the same, but it can be across the same platforms, just a different audience. And I like that. I really, really like that. And so we have a few minutes left. Is there anything else you want to let the listener, uh, anything else that the, the audience should know about storytelling because um, you cover a lot and you, I thank you for really expounding on the founder syndrome as it relates to storytelling because that is so important. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it really, really is. So I appreciate that. Was there anything else that the audience needs to know? Um, really trust, trust your heart first over your head if you're telling a story. And um, that That's I good. think is a, I think is a, 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 a something to work with just in general. A lot of the paradigm 
Um, and this is one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about. I'm very passionate about paradigm shifting. In fact, that's my work on the planet is mm -hmm. to change people's minds about uh, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things that I want you to be clear about is that one of the reasons that business doesn't work and a lot of businesses just work for, for, for a small percentage of the people. Nonprofit business, for-profit business, social entrepreneurship is not working for the majority of the people because people are approaching the business from a head space and not a heart space. Oof. A head, a head space is- That's a whole other podcast, girl, but go I, ahead. <laughs> I tell you. So, so a headspace means that you, you'll find that your storytelling is very redactive. You're going to find that your storytelling feels limited. You're going to find that the work that you're doing um, feels pessimistic because you're, 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 you're working from your head and your head works on in, in information, mm -hmm. right? What already exists. But a heart is expansive. Heart is something that is inclusive. Heart is something that is powerful. And what you'll find is that's imaginative, right? So mm -hmm. we're working from information versus imagination. And yes. as, a, as somebody who is running a nonprofit to do good work in the world, we know what the world looks like right now, right? Mm -hmm. And you can definitely tell a story, a bad story about what's going on in the world. You can but that's not what you're here for. What you're here for right. is to bring joy. What you're here for is to bring prosperity. You're here to bring peace. You're here to bring mm -hmm. health. You're here to bring happiness. That's the reason that you got into the work that you're doing. And so what I say is lean into your heart. Um, listen to podcasts mm -hmm. like this so that you can ignite your imagination you know also i have a podcast as well i have a platform as well if you're yes. willing to share it i'm happy to share it with other people as well but i will big up all of the the places and the faces that are about imagination okay because imagination yes. so is so, is so we're not going to delve all the way over to that because we're going to be on here forever <laughs> I just want you to leave something positive with you. <laughs> we will never get off this podcast. Hey. I mean, because 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 it, it is interesting and so very very needed. And yes. so I so if people want to talk to you more um, sure. about this, where can they reach you? And yes, by all means, you, I mean please do share your I mean your podcast because at the end of the day, what this podcast is about is. I mean, I'm not the only one in the world. I can't be all things to everybody. And that's just truth. And I feel like we all come together to yeah. help make this world a better place, to help nonprofits have a major impact. And it's right. going to take multiple people to do that. So that's right. why my podcast exists, not just for me, but for also people who are experts in what they do. So please share with the listening audience how they can reach you as well. Sure. So uh, the easiest way to reach me is I have um, my at. So my at is Narissa Street. So that's N is in Nancy E R I S S A, right? Mm -hmm. And street like the road. So that's the biggest, the, the easiest way. If you go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, 
LinkedIn, it's all the same. Um, you can also do .com after that and you'll find my website. And also 10,000 women, 10,000 stages is the .com where you can um, sign up. You can give me your email and I will uh, on a monthly basis send out inspiration to you. Uh, Juneteenth for Joy uh, is mm-hmm. my baby, and uh, we are about changing your mind. Even if even if this podcast drops after Juneteenth, um, mm-hmm. there are still going to be resources available there to remind you that your joy is valuable and mm-hmm. your joy is necessary for this work. Um, and well, yeah, mm-hmm. so and oh. last but not least, um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for for this space. So nonprofit founders need to be able to connect with other nonprofit founders. And, and because a lot of times it, it feels like you're working alone. So to be Correct. able to have created a platform where you can just go and listen to things that are specific to the work that you do, I can't even imagine how much value you're creating. So I, you know, I hope that you're part of Black Women podcasting.com so that we can we can also return the favor and share your work out because um this has been a tremendous opportunity and i thank you and yes we will talk offline about that because i would love for you to send that information to me um as well i appreciate you thank you so much for just sharing from your heart space i really appreciate that and i also want to thank my listening audience uh, for tuning in to this episode of The Profit in the Nonprofit. To receive a free consultation from me, please visit my website at sandrachaney.com. And remember this, an inspired and successful nonprofit leader is a leader who remembers their why and works from the inside out because it truly is an inside job. Thank you for listening.